0: Hello and welcome to Highfalutin' Ski-Bone Podcast, episode number 168. It is your pal, Just Brian. Uh, We already recorded the episode. Hopefully you got a chance to check out number 167, which is the beginning of what ended up being a three-plus-hour episode. So what we ended up doing was was breaking it up. first part, which was actually just only the apret today and the gondola, and now this episode, 168, will be ski news and under the ropes and the sort of main topic. So hopefully you guys will enjoy it. Check it out. Let's go to ski news. I don't know, yeah. how, I don't know how we are able to go so long on these podcast episodes with nothing to say. We really have nothing to say. This may be, I may break this into two-parter. This, this kid's getting a little bit longer. I, I think we're... Okay, we're gonna get the ski news. Okay, cut the tape now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we well, you know what we're gonna have to do actually next week's gonna have to be a two-parter because I'm gonna be away after that for like two weeks. So it's gonna be the two parter for next week. Two parter, yeah. Boom. All right. So first off, we've got some ski news here. You got this one. And uh this one I uh, this one this one grinded my gears a little bit. I gotta be perfectly honest with you. A little you. bit. I uh I tweeted, I Facebooked this one, I was mad about this. Snowboarder who hit snowmaking equipment awarded two and a half million fucking dollars for his broken, stupid leg. Fuck that. So a snowboarder who hit a snowmaking machine in the middle of a run suffering a badly broken leg has been (laughs) awarded two and a half million dollars in compensation. The snowboarder, who I will not name his name... I'm going to find out where he lives right now. Hold he up. was on the snow drift trail at big Boulder ski area in Pennsylvania. This is in 2015. He hit a jump and only while in the air saw a snow machine about 10 feet down the hill. He was unable to change direction quick enough and collided with the machinery. As a result, he suffered a tibial fracture requiring a rod in his leg and probably in his ass, shattering his lifelong dream of being a police officer. Ah, geez. Reports argue that the trail was closed and had been roped off. A friend of this person said he'd seen the rope and sign indicating the trail was closed, but the person who won the money claims the rope was down at the time you started the run, man. You know what? He's a snowboarder from Pennsylvania. I don't, I don't don't like to exacerbate and, you know, make light of stereotypes, but I'm sure this guy's a fucking idiot. Dude. He's like claiming that the rope was down at the time I went across the rope. So you knew there was a rope across the, run but yet yeah, you still went across because it was quote unquote down like what is down is there a rope across the run or is the rope down or up like like at what point do you say there's a rope across I'm, I might want to be careful like and you're not responsible for your actions of course because you fucking ran into some fucking equipment it's always a, somebody yeah. else's fault you're fucking idiot so the mountain provides you snow And you break the rules and now you're going to sue the mountain. So I have them in uh, Sewell, New Jersey right now. Just saying. So yeah, federal court in Pennsylvania found the resort negligent of failing to adequately close off the trail before putting the snowmaking machine in the middle of the ski run. So apparently you have to put up like, you know, those um, in a parking garage, those spikes. You have to put those up. You have to uh, put a flaming giant X up in the way. Um, I want to see this little fucking pussy go out to Jackson hole and see the little lollipop and be like, Oh Cliff, I didn't see it. And just go off a fucking 30 foot drop. I would love that. I I want to see it. I want to videotape it. I want to fucking videotape his crying afterwards because he's a little pussy bitch. I dropped into Corbett's and didn't realize there was a 15 foot drop. And then I broke my femur and couldn't be a police officer to beat up kids and take their weed away for the rest of my life. And then live off, the, live off the, the taxpayers dole so I can get Viagra till I'm 70 years old. Yeah. Fuck this guy, you know, fuck him and fuck this lawsuit. Everyone I think- wants to goddamn sue everybody. And then I guarantee you the lift tickets at big Boulder are going to be 15% higher because they got to pay this asshole two and a half million dollars. So it shattered his lifelong long dream of becoming a police officer. I think they should take it out of the police officer fund and see how the police officers in his local area feel about that. Cause that would really be poetic justice and see how they react to him being such a dickhead. Yeah. Violation of protocol, sir. Exactly. Ugh. Made get, me so uh, billy Club to the head is what you get. Anyway, stupid, ass stupid move on to um that was douche news. And now we're back to something good. Uh A Basin is extending this season into another summer weekend. So A Basin, Arapahoe Basin, for those don't who don't know A Basin. uh they're extending the ski and snowboarding season yet again. So how many time has A Basin been sued this year? None. Exactly. None, everybody's Loving eating up fresh pal. That's what's happening. So, they're going to stay open one more weekend, June 28th through June 30th, into the summer months. So, it's officially summer and they're going to be open next weekend. uh I love it. If you, if you can grab a flight out there, if you have a drunk friend with a credit card that you could snag and just like book a ticket and run out there now, do it, man. Do it. If you're listening to this thing, which will probably be like during the week when you're out hanging out, just grab that credit card and run. Uh, lift hours will be the same as other weekends, eight 30 to two 30, um, intermediate runs and that's it. Uh, but I tell you what they're saying, uh, they're staying July 4th, maybe potentially hashtag. We don't know. I love how they say that, um, rentals are still available, but lessons are not, uh, <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Who's, who's going up as a beginner? Here's a lesson. <laughs> fucking learn how to ski before you come out on fucking June. Maybe you should learn in January. Yeah. Probably a better idea. That's beautiful, though. I love seeing that. It's great. You know, they said that it's been since 2011 since they were open on 4th of July. And in 1995, they were open until August 10th. Are you shitting? Wow. 95? Was it that good of a year? 95? five, The non nickel, son. Damn. Beautiful. Damn. New Ice Age is starting. I didn't have hair on my peaches then. (laughs) Look at you. Look at you. Beautiful. So you know what? Another beautiful thing, the good folks at the Aspen Ski Company recognizing elite ski bums with thousand day pins. Nice. The best of Aspen Ski Bums are getting their due. The Aspen Ski Company has created special thousand day ski pins for 98 people who have skied or ridden their boards at least a hundred days for each of the past 10 seasons so they're recognizing folks who are dedicated to the game who are in there every year 100 days a year but i don't know if it's true ski bum because like you got to be on the grid to get the recognition If you're off the grid, skinning up, just like fucking doing your own thing, like you don't get credit. Just saying. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. I will give you that. But saying about 70 members of the elite club are uh, SkiCo employees. Um, That's That's pretty sweet though. A thousand days, man. 98 people is it. And like 70 of them are, you know, employed by by and Ski Company. But 28 members of the thousand day club were people who are simply passionate about hitting the slopes. Nice. And they're just like, "Whoa, check out what I got." That's so I like than a pin. Like, w- what would be better than a pen? Would it like if they said something else? I, I don't know, like a, a, a cat. Snow cat. Snow cat ride. Snow cat for snow cat. Yeah. yeah. Like your own goddamn snow cat. <laughs> That's right. Possibly just get some old Subarus for people. Dude, a fucking like a lion thing, then run around like eating people. <laughs> I'd be mean, awesome. Like you all get a 2002 Outback. <laughs> dude, we got you a fucking snow mountain cat that's gonna maybe eat you. He's looking at you funny. Or send some puppies. I want puppy. <laughs> puppies, right? Puppies great. I want a puppy. Oh, that'd be great. Can you imagine if you won something and you get like a puppy? Yeah, that's a pretty dope prize. That's dope. So thousand thousand days is fucking sweet. I love it. Congratulations to everybody that did that. Congratulations. Yeah. And I like this. uh, They should still give you puppies. The first rule of being a ski bum quit your job, quit your day job, baby. (laughs) That's right. That's where we're at right now. That's right. I'm going to be sending a friggin' stern email to my boss after this podcast. (sighs) You got to get low. Oh, you got to get a little more crunked up and a little more worked up. We got to start talking about weed again. (laughs) You'll be like, woo, motherfucker. It's like, we're, uh, Brian, we're giving you a, um, a random drug test today. uh <laughs> Why so? And that's Hello. when you hit him with the, what's the probable cause for that? Are you drug testing everybody? It's because I'm white. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> it's because, because I'm, I'm so... <laughs> so... that podcast, motherfucker? Are you podcastist? Be like, oh, I'm, I'm a female today. I can't do that. I'm on my period. I cannot have my, my, uh, urine okay, drawn yep. today. I don't identify as Brian, so I don't know who you're talking to. You right? didn't ask my gender today, so you're being very sexist. I'm gonna go into HR. Exactly. Report him. I'm Bye. wearing a skirt today. Can't you tell? That's me. Don't right look through. at me. Don't look at me. Don't look at my skirt. I'm a f- don't look at that. Don't look at right. what I'm doing. Yeah. You are undressing me with your eyes. Right now. Right now, Brian. You better stop it. Um, I'm a Lebowski's witness. <laughs> I mean, cannabis ah. is part of my religion. So if I <laughs> test positive. Dude, Dude, I think we can get some people on board with that. I'm gonna text out to John Lebowski, witness now. Dude, I think we can get a bunch of recruits to join us. Lebowski's witnesses believe the hell. right now because I'm trying to like text while I'm doing this. But anyway, so let's move on. Um, year-round skiing—that's just one part of the planned development in Castle Rock, Colorado. So this is a great article because it tells us and I got to dig more like deeper into this whole project. Um, again, baby. But so castle rock, they're saying like what, what they did was they reclaimed a landfill and they actually took the garbage out of the landfill to build this like ski resort. So they're saying, uh, Jersey. Yeah. Uh, One of the people said, as developers, when you buy a landfill, you really buy a location. To be honest, all the shit in it is like part of the location you bought. So um, they said roughly 9,500 truckloads of garbage needed to be removed from the land. So they removed it from the land and they said in real terms, it's like four course Fields. Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? So you removed that much garbage from, it was a landfill and all that trash was, was transported to a new, new municipal waste center. Um, and then the all clear was given to the, to start the development on the 65 acre property right across the street from Miller activity complex off interstate 25. So um, it's crazy. So what you're saying is, if you want to start a ski, like uh, your own ski mountain, find the the closest garbage dump to your favorite ski resort. Yeah, like it's cheaper and it's like easier. Like it's it's fucked up, right? It's just burning all the garbage. You just burn it. Like just set it on it. fire. Dude, Arthur kill is a fucking gold mine, man. Fucking Staten Island ski mountain. Like that's what I'm talking about. Skeeton Island, Staten Island, Skeeton Island, Skeetan Island. <laughs> so. They they have a plan now. I tell you what, their plan is pretty cool. So they want to develop a year round ski hill right across the street. And they're saying, um, the landfill was development option. And they're saying within six years, they're hoping it gets, uh, finished and it's called Miller's landing. And, um, they're saying the economic, it's going to be an economic driver for the community. Uh, includes new bike trails that will connect the area to downtown Castle Rock to help alleviate congestion on I-25. When I read about that, I was like, I didn't know there was that much bike traffic down (laughs) I-25. Seriously, right? But I'm like, whatever, man. I guess people don't have to get in cars. So um, they said since 1990, Castle Rock doubled in population size every 10 years. Damn, that's fucked up, right? That's a lot of people. So, saying um, very close to being double that of 2010, there are now more than 70,000 people uh, living in the town. So, I don't know what's in Castle Rock. Like, is there like a big tech industry? Like, what's going on? Well, Castle Rock. So, if you look at it on the map, it's directly south of uh, of Denver. Well, it's a little bit like it's like southeast, probably a good is it toward Colorado Springs. Um. Yes, it's on the way to Colorado Springs oh, from Denver. Yeah, there's there's about, about a third there. of the way, um, from Denver to Colorado Springs. Wow. Maybe a little bit, a little less than a third. Well, a little more than a third. Not quite a half. So it kind of serves two purposes. It looks like from this article that like two fifths. We'll call it. They want to build out that area but they also want to make it more amenable to people living there so they dug out the landfill moved it somewhere else so that they're like people will move here too you know what i mean like it's a it's a good location so hey man if they're having like you know bike trails and bike paths wouldn't the garbage be good for like landing well so i was wondering about that so a lot of the landfill stuff they turn into like uh golf courses now right so well that's good um I was wondering, I'm like, if you build something tall, like, and I always use Arthur Kill because I, I grew up in Long Island. Arthur Kill Staten Island, is like the largest landfill that you can see from space. It was fucking huge. And then they closed it down one day and people were like, where's the garbage going to go? I have no idea where it's going right now. It's going <laughs> somewhere from the New York metro area. And I tell you what, it, it should be alarm- alarming to people because... It's probably not good. Um, well, it's so funny when you look at like Staten Island, you go like I take the boat and I go past it every day and you're you're going on the boat and you look at it and you're like everywhere else around there is just houses and condos and apartments stacked everywhere. And yeah. you look there and it's just green. Yep. It's like mmm something doesn't look right over here. But it's Staten like, Island can't like it, it's all fucking garbage and toxic waste. Right, but but if you look at Staten Island, it's the perfect location in New York. Like I'm sure builders are like they're getting to a point where things are gonna be so expensive, it's gonna be worth digging out Staten Island to say, all right, let's build a fucking condo like something there. You know what I mean? Um, but I gotta believe, like so think about it this way. If you take one week of your day in the life of Brian, and I've taken one week in the day of life of Mario, and uh you collect all your stuff, all your recyclables, like all your your Amazon shit that comes in, whatever. And you take all your packaging material for one week for one person. Holy shit, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff, man. What about creating a company that takes your waste and turns into building you a boat? Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's not a bad idea. All of the waste, think about all the, the you know. Almond milk you drink, you know you get your you, all those plastic jugs, all the Amazon products. Like, how? If we need to come up with a company that turns your waste into a boat. Well, I said then you have a boat. Yes, FedEx. They should be on reusable boxes. I should not have to break down my boxes and put them to recycle bin. They should be bins that come in. I take my shit out, put it back out. They use the same goddamn thing to deliver something to somebody else. They have Redbox. Why well, don't they have Rebox? That's what I'm saying. Red box, rebox. It's like minus the d rebox. I've gotten how many times have you gotten this gigantic box for like a little tiny thing in there? And there's a box in the box. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like dick in the box. It's quick. quick Minus quay. the dick. Minus the box. Dick in a box. Without minus dick plus box. No dick, just box. Box on box crime. Damn. Step one, cut a hole. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had to make my girlfriend listen to that because she was like, what, what are you talking to, dick in a box? Have you never seen dick in a box? Where you been, woman? Yeah. Step two, put your junk in a box. Step three, <laughs> open Every single a single holiday, a dick in a box. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love. Love Justin Timberlake. Classic. was married to that dummy, Jessica Biel. And her hey, whatever, man. Waxing. Whatever. It's Justin. Yeah. He's got some sort of brain disease. Yeah. Well, she's pretty hot too, so. Uh, I don't know. Doesn't mean that yeah, but it doesn't mean she's smart. It doesn't mean she yeah. knows shit about fucking vaccines. I agree with you on that. Yes, your ass is fantastic, but doesn't mean you need anything about freaking vaccines. Fantastic. Yeah. What was what was that? Uh password. What was that from? Fantastic. Couples retreat. Ass-tastic. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, if you're listening, I try listen. that, that movie just wore me down. I just oh. it had its moments, but it just it wore me down. It was all right. It was all right. You gotta you gotta you gotta fall through to the end. Mm. All right. Mm. Actually, last ten minutes not no so bueno, but everything else up to that was good. It was. It felt like it was trying too hard. That's what drives me. When people try too hard, it drives me crazy. Try too hard, no good. If you wanna hey, if you're a Netflix subscriber and you are into like I hate rom coms. This was technically a rom com, but I absolutely why don't we do it. it to the main topic? We could do that. I'll hold you know what? We'll you hold on. We'll so teaser. you were ready to I was like, you just hold off. On this six hour podcast. This is a teaser. I'm <laughs> we, still listening to this. God damn, this is long. All right. So you know what, what? do you got next? All right. So this is very topical and interesting to me because I'm going to Norway in a few weeks on vacation. Yeah. yeah. Mario, you found this and sent it to me and I yeah. fucking love this. So there is a company called Sail Norway or Sail Norg, as it's they say in you. Norwegian. It's they have a ski and sail vacation uh, package that you can buy. So what it is, is you're, you're in Norway and um, you go on this trip where you're actually on a boat and you sail probably from Oslo, I would guess. Is Oslo. Lorenz Bufel? Uh, in Lorenz Bufel. Norway. He's German. I know, but is he going to be in Norway for that time? Dude, if you haven't heard Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. D-A-P-P. Depp. Depp. Obviously, you don't freaking ski and party and ski You don't know, like après. you what I'm saying? um. If you like I'll pray, you like Johnny Deep. Johnny Depp. Lawrence. Johnny beautiful. Deep. Genius. Deep. Deep. Whatever it is. So, this trip, uh, they have it in Norway, and you actually sail. You go in a boat. You go around the fjords. You go up the uh, eastern or western coast of Norway. And then you go skiing in <laughs> northern Norway. So, it's so what a, is a fjord. I don't know what a fjord is. A fjord is pretty much a, um, a cliff by the water. Cliff by the water. That's kind of what they are. That's what the fjords are. And they're like, wow. They have a lot of them over there? They do, yeah. That's what they're known for because of the uh, the unique ge- geography, geographical layout of Norway. They have all these inlets and they have these cliffs and it's it's pretty magical. So Gosh. I'm going there in a few weeks. I'm excited. So um, what's the temperature when you go? Is it going to be like cold it's, or? well, it's summer, so it's going to be yeah, it's temperate. So again, I know they do everything in Celsius because they're all fancy. That's probably all. Like it, oh, for us Merkins and yeah, Fahrenheit, and and it'll prob- clouds and it'll probably be in like the high sixties, maybe low seventies. Wow, that's actually very temperate. Cool, very temperate. Yeah, and the crazy thing about it is I also, right there. it is the summer solstice, so that means like. They're not going to have nighttime. Like it, at midnight, it's pretty much summer solstice. They do pagan rituals, don't they? I think they, um, they, they sack around like a little blood thing. Like they that. probably sacrifice something. Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't though these days? Hey, I saw Vikings. I know how shit goes down. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty cool. So, um, they have arranged these ski and sail, uh, ski and sail trips in Helgeland Steigen. Nice. Ufeten, lingen finnmark and svalbard so they can guarantee a experience of a lifetime and they have different now they have different times and um, (coughs) different set you can do a private group or you can do just the regular groups they have and they have one during easter they have um, um it's not really i think it's like most of the normal ski season for us so january through april but um you look at some of these photos and what it looks like and it's it's out of this world. Like it's really beautiful. Nice. Yeah. It looks like beautiful country. It looks pretty awesome. Um, so they're having the train and music festival. When's that go? What's that? They have train and music festival. It says first trip to I mean they started in 2009. They keep going. That's pretty awesome. Like this is like a pretty like legit trip. They actually require you to have a uh, ski backpack, beacon probe, and shovel. Wow! For the uh, for the trips, and they're even saying you should have skins and crampons. Like, nice. So this is like this is like super legit. Well, they're like um, cross country out there, so they're like, oh yeah, you got to have skins because we're going to do some cross country. Yeah. Yeah, and I get too. I think it's also you know what how what your level is. They say it's medium, but you can also like ramp it up to be, to do some pretty crazy stuff. Oh, you're going to July, right? July 5th to July 14th. Island hopping and the trade and music festival. Boom. Nice. 14,500 knocks, whatever NOKs are. Norway, whatever it is. Kroners. Kroner. Actually, their currency. So what's a kroner to US dollar? exchange. Listen, if it's not in Bitcoin, it doesn't fucking matter what it is. (laughs) Boom. Breached 10,000 today. Boom. For Bitcoin. That's right. Didn't we talk about this? Tell you people to buy this like months and months and months ago? Told them. If you don't believe, you're going to believe now. Lebowski. Lebowski's witnesses. Uh, uh, LW's. Lebowski's witness. So, they're at point. 8 United States dollars right now. Damn, it went up. surged up. What did the kroner? Bitcoin. Oh, Bitcoin. 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 Listen, you better just if you don't have your rubber, rubber underpants on for the next 2 years of Bitcoin, you uh <laughs> you better call somebody, baby. So we're getting some kroner's, that's for sure. Oh, uh, Kroners? This this like sail and ski trip does sound so cool though. We gotta make it happen next year. That sounds really good. I got this crash in Sarpsborg. You know, I just don't want to do a regular ski trip. So I thought about this year. So I like our ski club started putting out stuff like the ones that we used to go to. Um, it'd be cool to see the people that you know we know. What it? Club. Would it? <clears throat> Not really any. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I saw Kicking Horse, and I'm like, "Fuck! I want to go to a Kicking Horse!" Like pretty goddamn bad. Um, that trip sounds epic. But we could take it I over. Think we could do our own trip like fucking more epic. Yes. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. It. We don't need them. We need and us. I'm thinking we can get a bunch of people on this podcast that are listening to us that really want to hang out with us and ski with us, that we could do a trip for about 20 people. Why so don't want, no? I think 10. I think we should uh eh, I think 10 to 15. We should top it off. Okay. okay. So Pops. maybe we're, we're going a queefing horse. We're gonna call We're gonna. We're gonna cap it off at where the fuck we want to cap it off because that's what we do. But if you're interested in kicking Hoss and maybe Revelstoke, just saying it might be in there. And I think maybe a Revelstoke we'll, trip would be a fucking ski Bomb podcast. Revelstoke trip. I'm thinking a one day smoke out in Vancouver and then just oh, illegal. Right it's so illegal in the whole country. So that's fucking stops in Canada. But if you're interested, let us know. We may be putting together some kind of travel environment soon. Because I think we want to do the bum lifestyle. We want to. We want to. We want to make you part of the bum lifestyle. And I think you guys, listening to this podcast, are going to be like, "What the? F- I didn't know. We, I didn't know you guys are crazy." This podcast is so long. <laughs> Lebowski's witnesses. <laughs> Lebowski's witness. God. <laughs> This is the longest podcast in history. Well, it's the longest Mario and Brian solo podcast. (laughs) Once we get our other crazy bastards that we know involved in this, that all things tend to run a little bit. All right. So, uh, I think next week's topic, I'm going to call it. It's going to be Lebowski's Lebowski's Witness. I'm going to have John because John is like a huge Lebowski fan. So. I think we're onto something. <laughs> I think I this really has. Know. I wrote it down on like a receipt that I actually need. I a, got it on our paper right here. Look at that, dude. This <laughs> is on a. This is on my glasses prescription. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking wrote it right over there. I'm like looking at it like holy shit. I really need that. Hey, you are minus Lebowski's witnesses. <laughs> damn it. Minus, damn it. Minus two point two five on Lebowski. Damn. It's like Fight Club. I like grow like just photocopy a bunch of shit and leaving it there on the copier. That's it, man. Just leave it. <laughs> Spread the word. All right, so we're doing ski, still ski news, right? This, is, this story's all you. All, all right. right. So, mountaineer's plane landed just below Mont Blanc summit, then dash for peak with police in pursuit. I could imagine like fucking Smokey in the Bandit. I'm in an pursuit. <laughs> It's like Fast and the Furious times like Ocean's 11. Dude, this is fucking great. So two mountaineers landed a small plane less than 1,300 feet from the summit of Mont Blanc on Tuesday, which we're podcasting on Friday, so just this week, before heading straight for the summit of Western Europe's tallest peak with police in pursuit. Um, They're saying the pair landed the aircraft at 14,600 feet. On the iconic mountain in the French Alps, um, described as provocation by the mayor of nearby Chamonix. Oh, God damn, I wanna to go to Chamonix. Uh, I wonder how big that guy's mustache is. Dude, he's got, oh, I gotta look up Eric Fournier. You gotta look him up. <laughs> Eric Fournier, uh, size of mustache. I gotta think handlebar, big bushy, just saying. Uh, so, police <laughs> saw the plane on the east face of Mont Blanc and they're saying the two climbers were equipped with ropes and crampons, and they already started climbing up towards the summit when they were intercepted by police and asked to turn back. So the police were up there. And that's pretty fucking baller shit, man. You're like, ah, oh, you're going to climb this bitch? Like, uh-uh, we're here. So they said they were reflecting on what offense had been committed. Like Mike. You're not reflecting, you're either running up or you're running down. That's what I'm saying. So uh, they've been grappling with a surge of adventure-seeking tourists in recent years. And they're saying many without sufficient equipment or experience, hoping to scale the mountain during the summer season. So I guess they've been cracking down on people trying to do that. And um, they have problems with availability, water availability, and problems with waste disposal. So they've been cracking down. But... These guys are like, fuck, we're going to crash this plane and just like run up the mountain, bitch. And they got stopped. I like it. It's a pretty crazy story. I, uh, I can't believe that they. You actually- got to ocean solve this shit. You got to have like somebody like, you know, put the guards to sleep with like something in their tea and just fucking thing. Jump like, there. So, do they have like some sort of like uh, like mountain climbing police division over there that was able to stop them? I don't know, these, these guys are with ropes and crampons and they landed their plane at 14,000 feet, 14,600 feet, and they're saying they got stopped by freaking police. So, you know what? Like, I'm like, what dude, are the police stationed insane. up there? Listen, at that point, like, shouldn't you have, like, parachutes and, like, just crash that motherfucker and just jump out the plane and parachute? That's what I'm saying. You know, like, I I, I think a plane not go above 1,400 feet because of the air or something? Like, what's up with that? I love 90% of their plan. It's that last 10% that I'm just like, no, you got to have the parachute and just bail. If I'm the cops, I'm letting them go for having at least a good plan. You know what? And they had the equipment. They had the equipment. So the move is: you know the cops are coming to get you. You know where the cops are going to start their their um, their ascent or descent. You take that plane, you <laughs> fly it into where those cops are going to be, and you bail out like a few hundred or three thousand feet before them. <sighs> you know those cops on the top of my Blanc, like swarm, swarm. This is what we've been waiting for for twenty years. <laughs> like ah, oh, we got you. Ho oh, oh, ho ho! I've been training forever for this. Oh, oh, Mr. Big Beta, I got you. (laughs) Inspector Clouseau is waiting to friggin' get his crampons on. We will protect the Big Beta at any cost. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. That's all ski news. We're now going to roll into the (laughs) main topic. (laughs) Wow. Which, you know. It was the first day of summer today. Well, when we started the podcast, it was today, and now it's tomorrow. So we're already into the first full day of summer because this podcast is running long because we are close because we have. How can we have much to talk about summer? What else you got to talk about? It's summer, you know. Like it's it's hot. um, But you know what? It's one of those things. Like summer again. It's a good. It's a good checkpoint. It's like I'm a guy. Let's go to the guy on the street. It's hot. (laughs) It's going to rain my balls are sweating like or, or actually quote the uh nma fighter derek lewis yo derek why are you take your shorts off my balls was hot <laughs> my balls was hot he actually sells that t-shirt now damn my balls was hot but yeah it's hot fire right there hot fire we talked about you know new years and how people take oftentimes use that as like a measuring stick for where they are where they want to go Summer is a good time to do that too. You know, first day of summer, you know, we always talk about our, you know, it's not, it's either ski season or almost ski season. And the first day of summer is a good opportunity to kind of look at where you are right now. Go, hey, it's June, you know, as skiers, this is kind of the the dreaded time of year for us. And I've, where I have moved over, you know, I moved two years ago and to where I am now, summer is fully embraced. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to enjoy what summer has to offer, but it's one of those things where I'm, I'm enjoying the moment and trying to live in the now, but I love it as a measuring stick that, okay, you have three months to get a bunch of stuff done because once September hits, well, two months, once September hits, everything just ramps up so fast for ski season. I actually think it's ramping up quicker. So it's I've so had like ski is. clubs already. Like I had one ski club down in in Clearwater here. They already sent out their trip list, and they're almost sold out. Um, wow. kind of Hoboken. Hoboken, yeah, Hobo can just post. They're going to Zermatt this year, and a whole bunch of cool places. Um, Hobo can just put out their list. That's this so year. early. like usually doing in like August. Exactly. Of where they want to go. They haven't opened up the trips to sign up, but they already put out the list. I'm like, holy crap, which is great. Cause you can be like, oh, and I think they're all doing epic past places, which is pretty cool. Oh, oh really? Yeah. So I think like the passes and everything is pushed everything earlier. So now the summer isn't going to be like a dead summer. It's going to be like, well, you got to get your shit together and get check-in from your friends to find out where you guys want to go. So that's pushed up that whole scale probably about like two months. Yeah, everything just seemed to be a little bit more ramped up than it ever was before. But, you know, it's... Now's the time to start thinking about things because now you can actually come up with a plan instead of just reacting to, Oh my God, we got to go here. We got to do this. We got to do this. Now you can think. Now you can take a step back. You can analyze. You can... Think about where you want to go, where you want to be, what you want to do, and and take action toward that. Because you have some time. You have a few months. Well, and you got to take a check on your body too, right? Like, so our buddy Harry um, found out he had a torn ACL. Right? Had a torn ACL probably for a few years. It's all that ripping and tearing. But he was biking on it. He's been snowboarding on it and uh after the trip to Samaritz he went to the doctor and, and they were like yeah you got a torn freaking torn up knee and they're like you didn't feel it he's like no I was all right <laughs> so I don't know what he was doing he's probably skiing on one he was probably boarding on one one leg but uh I gotta say this is when you gotta like take inventory do the shit like get get like make peace with yourself Cause ski season comes like all shit is going to go off the rails. Yeah. Make peace and uh, do what you can to get in shape now because everyone wants to like in October, all of a sudden they're doing wall sits, they're doing their exercise, they're doing their squats. If you can get yourself into a mindset right now, I know I, uh, I start hitting the weights really hard, usually in end of April, or early May. So then I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to ski much more. I want st- to. I want to start early. Like I've been actually ramping up my squats and my nice. my deadlifts and everything. Dude, I I've actually been in better. I, I'm at my age right now. I'm in better shape than I was in my early 20s. Like I've been crushing what? it lately. Like my neck's gotten thicker. My like core's gotten stronger. Like I feel better than I than I ever have. Gosh. And. I'm excited. I got my cardio needs to. I need to work. I need to do more running, and I've I've definitely slacked off on that. And I want to make that a focus for the summer. But um, I'm like I uh, I'm I'm ready. If if you told me next week I'm going down to to Chile and I'm skiing for two weeks, I'd be ready to go. Be a hundred percent ready to crush it. Yep, nice. Because you never know when that call is going to come. Because you have to be prepared at every moment to go. Okay, we're doing this. We're going for two weeks down to wherever the snow's at. That's that's the whole philosophy of a, of a Lebowski's witness. That's right, Lebowski's Yeah, you know, always be prepared. Preach, it's like, a, Preach. It's like we're like part Boy Scouts. We're part potheads. Testify, brother. Testify. I don't know what I'm testifying about. <laughs> my hands on the Bible. My my hands is uh. I don't, know where I, I don't tell you where my hand is right now, but Lebowski, it's Lebowski's witness, man. You got, you know, Lebowski's witnesses, you know, always you got to be, you got to, whatever life, you know, strikes and gutters, whatever uh, life rolls at you, you got to be prepared for whatever pins get knocked over. I like it. Right? I hear you, man. Hey, hear you, brother. I hear you, brother. Preach on. Preach on. Preach on, brother. Can I get a witness? <laughs> Yeah, no. So... um What about you? What's your... uh You got any summer plans, any uh, initiatives, thoughts? So I started working yeah. out more, but doing like mixed stuff. So talking about like getting in shape. Did like freaking yoga last week for the first time in a while. And my body... It's so great. The next day. It fucks you up, but it's so great for you. Yeah, people make fun of it. Like, you know, and I've done it so many times. I'm like, no. You I know f- who does? It's fucking... Like g- people who are like uh, muscle heads who can't do it. Yeah, that's the people makes fun of you. Exactly, because they can't do it. But I did it last week, and I fucking and I was looking forward to it. And I tell you what, like even looking forward to it, like knowing what I was gonna like get into, I was just like, holy shit! I just like am so inflexible. Like, yeah, where I was flexible for you know, it's crazy. I mean, um, yes, yeah, so I did that and. Then, You know, just doing stuff, trying to plan for like the, just get through the summer and and plan for the travel for the winter. And it, it's all good, man. You know, I think, um, if you work on flexibility over the summer, that's so key. I mean, you know, we're all just, you know, it's hot. A lot of times you want to just kind of hang out and chill and watch TV or watch baseball or whatever you do, you know, instead of sitting on the couch, sit on the floor and maybe do a few stretches every go. day just you know five ten minutes a little bit of stretching and while you're doing something else you know maybe you got maybe you're listening to this wonderful enlightening podcast you got your headphones on boom instead of doing it on the couch do it or on the toilet wherever you do it do it on the floor and do some, we do just it. do some stretching loosen up get a little limber it, a little wet again remember we talked about it earlier <laughs> momentum do a little bit and it just it'll it'll there's a snowball effect. So you do a little bit here you do a little more the next day a little more the next day bigger 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 snowball you got some crazy momentum going after that That's right keep going think about where you want to be tomorrow not where you are right now even more where do you want to be in six months oh, when the you. snow is when you got five feet of snow already on the ground That's where right. do you want to be then and what you do tomorrow is what gets you to where you want to be in six months, a year, two years, five years, 10 years, 100 years. You're going to be 150 years old. It's possible the way technology and medicine is working today. But think, think about, about that. In, in the winter, you might be wanting to skin. You might be wanting to like hike up. Like That's the shit you got to prepare for now. It doesn't just come out to you and be like, hey, you know, let's go walk up a mountain. No, start running those hills. Start getting limber. Start doing yoga, cycling, air climber free. rollerblading, yeah. paradigm, whatever you got. Like, just get at it. Just get out there and just just start moving your body. It's, you're gonna. Yeah. It's it's crazy when you start working out more before you get to skiing. How much better and more fun you have when you do go skiing. You feel better. You have more confidence. Your body works better. Not worry about twisting your leg, you're just like out doing your thing. It's great. You no, know, you're less tight. You're more limber and loose. It's it's a beautiful thing. It really is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so summer is going to be about that. Uh, connecting with family. I tell you what, in summertime, love the family a little bit more because in time, see you later, family. I'm out skiing, you know. You're on the slopes. I got no time for you. I don't know who you bitches are. <laughs> Lose my number if you ain't skiing. That's right. I'll see you next summer. <laughs> uh, hit the beach, get a little suntan. You know, get a little sunburn. It's part. Of, it's part of the process. You know, part of it. Yeah, but that's the literature work. I'm trying to consume this summer too. Nice. I posted pictures. You saw my pile. My pile of books. I saw the pile. I got four books, and I'm the first book I'm reading is called "The Sovereign Individual," and I'm about. Right. uh not even a quarter of the way through it. And it's just, it's, it's an older book. It's about like, it talks about 20 years old now. And it talks about the whole information age and, and they've, you know, cause again, it is 20 years old now. They predicted so many things that actually happened in the early 2000s. Nice. And it just, again, it's, it's about sovereignty. And, you know, we've talked about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. That's part of it. And just, controlling your own life and being the master of your own destiny. And that's that's a lot what this book talks about. And that's kind of the theme of all my my pile of books here. Because I have that. I have In Search of Powder, which is from our boy Frank. Recommended that book. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Frank. Shout out. I have Freedom Found by our boy, our mentor, our one of our greatest influencers, Warren Miller. And then I have grocking Bitcoin. So there's definitely a central theme to all of my, the literature I'm trying to consume this summer. It's, it's really, it's freedom. It's yeah. freedom. It's, it's being the person you want to be in this world because, you know, no one's going to gonna give you a playbook. No one's going to give you a script. No one's going to tell you what you need to do. You really have to look at yourself, look internally and figure out what makes you happy and what you want to do in this world, because you have a very short, finite amount of time here. And yeah, if you're, time then you realize, let's put it that way. <laughs> exactly. And if you don't, if you're not working towards what you want to be and what you want to do every day, that time is fleeting. Listen to Pink Floyd, smoke some weed, think about it for a few minutes and go, holy shit. I gotta start just doing Lorenz Buffel Lorenz Buffel Lorz is Beat more of your, he's more That's of right. a, if you're kind of on uppers, I think those guys, but uh I think you wanna, to it during the summer to keep you focused on ski season, just saying this is the perfect time, yeah, you gotta develop focus, develop a plan, develop a plan of action, be That's ready what to to ski all about. and ski or snowboard, but still be ready to operate. It's If you want to look at it metaphorically from a ski bum perspective, Mm. summer is pretty much the lift ride up. Yes, it is. You're just getting on the lift and you're getting, you're going up, you're going up, you're thinking about where you're going to go, where you're going to do, how you're going to ski things. And that's kind of what summer is. That's the, uh, that's the analogy. (laughs) Good stuff, man. That's all I got, man. <laughs> you gotta do it in the summer. That's That's also I got a lot, drink a lot and get time. That's all awesome. i Have some fun, see some friends, make some memories, laugh. Yeah, um, make make a bunch of mistakes. Yeah, you gotta make mistakes sometime. Make them in the summer. Make mistakes, appreciate, work hard. Um, just just savor every day. Savor the people you're with, savor the the memories you're gonna have, and um but always think about you know what you want what's around the corner and and do everything you can to be ready for it I don't know what else to say boom that's it keep on podcast.com buy some shit from us that's, that's represent. right represent become a Lebowski's witness under the ropes Mario kick us off so, it's funny that you uh, you were talking about this because uh, I saw this on the news down here. So, this is a Florida story. Uh, there is a 463 pound alligator. Jesus fucking Christ, that's big. Take a moment to think of how fucking big that is. So, it's probably bigger than about if you had two people, three people long, put them end to end. About that long and about like three people thick around the middle part, maybe four. Uh, How big was the gator that ate Chubbs' hand in Happy Gilmore? I think it was this one. (laughs) 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 So it was removed after a a Florida highway after it was struck by a semi-truck. So the sad part is it got struck by the truck and like they couldn't save it and it just died. And I'm like... Nothing sad about a gator dying. No, I fucking love it because I tell you what, I think this. So think about the void. This is what I was talking about. Think about the void this is creating, right? So it ate enough stuff in wherever it was hanging out with without eating people to sustain a 460-pound alligator. That's a lot of shit that it was eating. So he's left a void now. Who knows it's going to take its place? be snakes, fucking raccoons. Like, I don't know what's going to do it. Dude, there is more than enough predators in the frigging swamps of Florida. Don't worry about that. I don't know, but they've eliminated like because of those pythons that are there in the Everglades, they've eliminated ninety percent of the native creatures that were there. Yeah. We we need to get rid of some of these things. So what's gonna be left? Pythons? You get rid of this guy. There's gonna be pythons left. That's true. The pythons are going to take over. I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared. We're going to come across a 400 pound python soon. What about if you get some freaky python who wants to breed with one of these gators? Awesome. You get some non gator hybrid. It could be a gator that moves like a python. It's like all fucking sexy and shit. It's crazy. Like an Alphon. Alphon. Or a pater. A pater. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what the hell they're going to breed. So, with the four, Florida regulation, anything over four feet has to be, like, like transported. So, they relocate them. So, if they're anywhere um, or they're ever seen, like, people report them and they, like, take them out of where they are and they relocate them. This thing was hiding in plain sight and got to be 12 feet and 463 pounds. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't want this guy to go. He was, like, Shame. hiding out, out doing his fucking own thing, man. It's a super gator. Fucking animal. He was like, you know, people looking out like anything over three feet. This motherfucker was like 12 feet. He's like, what's up? I'm just chilling out, minding my own business. So, what happened to the semi truck that hit him? Now, I don't think anybody died in it, but I tell you what, that truck must have been fucked up. Seriously, right? I was actually wondering. I was like, you know, that truck could have like jackknifed. That's pretty bad stuff. Now, where would they find this guy? What town was it in? damn it doesn't it, say. Uh, it doesn't say where <clears throat> is it yeah it interesting oh it says near Tallahassee says uh, no. Tallahassee Tallahassee warthogs let the zombie apocalypse begin huh will start with the 500 pound almost 500 pound alligator <laughs> damn yeah, it's crazy shit. Yeah.
1: Biggest well, gator, man.
0: That is a monster. You got to look at the pictures. If you haven't seen it, check it out at SkiBonePodcast.com. Quite intimidating. Oof. All right. Speaking of people driving and being stupid, we got one more story. Finish this up. Driver accused of hitting squad car while looking for saved by the bell clip on his phone. What? This was a grown-ass fucking adult. I don't think he's Uh, grown at all. Motherfucker's not an adult. Yes. A uh, Vermont man learned a lesson on Thursday afternoon when he sideswiped a police car while trying to find an episode of the venerable 1990s sitcom on the internet. Jeez. Police arrested 55-year-old Kevin Bacon... Kevin Bacon. Who is not the actor, obviously. After he hit a Thetford Police Department squad car. Does it still count as six degrees? Oh, six degrees from Kevin Bacon. Same. Right. The officer was aiding a motorist on Interstate 91 when Bacon collided with the police cruiser. Holy shit. He didn't seem to know notice what happened and continued to drive for a short distance. <sighs> He then stopped the car before fleeing the scene of a crash. God, he was nabbed a mile from the, uh, the crash site. According to Vermont State Police, he was looking down at his phone at the time of the crash. Now, the subject of the attention, according to the report, was the Screech's spaghetti sauce episode. Ah, now I see what Screech's spaghetti spaghetti sauce was. It centers around a particularly flavorful spaghetti sauce that Screech makes during a campus TV show. Uh, The police report does not note why Bacon was arrested or was (laughs) interested enough in that episode that he allegedly had to research it from behind the wheel. I think it has something to do with that sweet mustache and some lady he's trying to make attention with who was probably wanted to have some spaghetti sauce in his sweet mustache. Mm, I want to um, make, sp- make it out with her. Spaghetti sauce to wow, this girl. Wow, this gal. He was charged with gross, negligent operation of a vehicle and leaving the scene of a crash. Yeah, it was gross. Oh, God damn. Like, could, like, did he actually tell them? Did he actually say to the cops, like, hey, man, so sorry about this. I was just, I was balls deep researching what is happening. Oh, sorry. I was, I was looking at screechy spaghetti sauce. Yeah, you probably shouldn't Google those no, those words together. Oh, my God. It's horrible. And there's, like, ketchup in it and stuff. It's it's not good. Oh, It's fucking amateur hour. Amateur hour is right. Yeah. It's not... It's not proper red gravy. But here's the thing. The guy's name is Kevin Bacon. Does he have fucking anything to live for? Like everybody's be like, hey Footloose, what's up? Uh yeah, that's that's a rough one if you got the same name as someone who's right way more famous and hunkier and with a bigger shlong than you. So like, I I have to believe like he's he doesn't care. He's like, Whatever, I'm Kevin Bacon and I'm looking up fucking Screech right now. That's why. It horrible. looks like a like one of those teachers that they talk about like Molesting students. Oh, yes. If he was like, if there was a little doll and like, where'd he touch me? It would be right in the generals. <laughs> yeah. Just this guy's going right for the generals. Just 15 out of 15 uh, allegers. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Is he a priest? <laughs> he looks a little bit priestly. <laughs> Not Jason Priestley, obviously, the 90s icon. Oh, wah, wah. Yeah. It's, uh, But he's Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Damn. Uh, Well, Sleepers. There you go. Kevin Bacon Sleepers. (laughs) That was a good movie. (laughs) That was horrible, dude. It's a great movie. Fucked up. Sleeper fucked up. (laughs) This is the Kevin Bacon that was there. (laughs) He was that Kevin Bacon, yes. That's fucked up. What a dumbass. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's... about it is like screechy spaghetti sauce. You had to say like it was bad enough. Saved by the bell. Was he alone in the car? Or was there someone else with him? Was there spaghetti sauce there? Was there so like like was he going shopping for the ingredients to make his own spaghetti? What sauce? was in the car? <laughs> what's in the box? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, what's the uh, guy from the? He was with the Jets at the time. <laughs> But he got caught in a uh, target with some Vaseline. Kellen Winslow Jr. <laughs> Kellen Winslow Jr. After almost killing himself when he was with uh, with Steelers. How with a motorcycle or anything like? Oh, the Browns, I think. Browns. Yeah, he like uh, crashes motorcycle, high speed. Why, something. why is it always the longest, drunkest podcast that Kellen Winslow always? <laughs> 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 comes up, Hey we wrap up. The Gouda, ladies and gentlemen, the Gouda has come out with Kellen's, Kellen Winslow. There you go, so ladies and gentlemen. That's sort of the uh, that's how you know how much we've been drinking is this Kellen Winslow come out? With, and we've broken out the like Kellen Winslow. Oh, it's fucking full Kellen Winslow. And the best part is, I never remember it. I was bringing wow. it up at the end, and I never remember. it And sadly, <laughs> I always do. What that boy name? That boy, good. That was a great target though. God damn it. It's a great land. It is oh, it is great all right. God damn. Well, you know what? I think that wraps up the old podcast this week. Yeah, I'm gonna fall asleep right now. Seriously. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Check us out, dot skibumpodcast.com. We got a shop there if you want some cool swag. Skibumpodcast.com slash shop. So Social socials, Twitter facebook instagram at ski bum podcast we are on all your favorite apps soundcloud youtube spotify iHeartRadio, whatever the hell else is out there we're on there we're there check us out and also if you want send us an email ski at gmail.com thank you so much for listening we really do appreciate it and we will see y'all next week say hi sayfalutin see y'all